Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. Welcome back to the Dangerous Man Podcast. You're listening to the Dangerous Man Podcast, and this is your host, John Castoris, joined by co-host Adam Tuft. What's up, boys? Welcome back for another episode of the Dangerous Man Podcast, as I've said now for the third time. And we're just stoked to be here, you know? We really <laughs> oh, are. Oh, yeah. And no shame. You know, mm-hmm. this is our show. I can say it three times if I want, and I did yeah. Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast. Welcome back to the- <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four. This is episode 22, back. and we are jacked. Did I is say it, that already? Is it 22? It is number 22. Is it? I feel like we got to play mm. Taylor Swift now. No, I'm not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. I don't, um, we don't have the rights to that anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'd have to pay some money for that, and that would suck because yeah. Taylor Swift probably charges a lot. I don't know her yeah. personally, but I'm sure she wants that money. So, yeah, you know, probably. For, for those streams. Anyways, yeah. uh, you know, we actually wanted to kind of continue a conversation that we were getting into in the last episode, and um, we, were, we were talking about the theme of having a choice and kind of living life on your terms, the freedom of choice, and the story of Og Mandino. Uh, check it out, episode 21. Uh, so this is going to be kind of a little bit of a part two here. But yeah, Adam, with that, uh, I'll let you kind of kick it off there. Yeah, I was just kind of reflecting a little bit on kind of my life. And we were talking about how um, all could have just been kind of going through his life, uh, doing the next thing. And he, he, might, he was probably doing a lot of good things because he worked his way up in, into a company, like being disciplined, working hard. Uh, being kind to others because people said that his um, being a manager was really good. Um, you know, like he's doing all of the things good in, in business and his, in his job and learning everything and how to do it well. Yeah. Um, but at a certain point he just kind of found himself in a, a position where he's like, I haven't really been choosing what I'm doing. And I think I, I have kind of a similar type of thing that kind of happened in, in my life as well, where like more recently I kind of like observed that I didn't necessarily like choose it too much, but like it happened and I'm like, Oh, well that was cool. And the thing is, is I, it's almost like I revisited myself at different points in my life. Um, and that was by talking to people that were a bigger part of my life at different parts of my life but I'm talking to all those people in like the same day. Um, and you did your own little panel. It sounds like it wasn't like I was talking to all of them at the same time. It's like, I just saw them all on the same day because of what I was doing. Um, ah. and it made I think it made me reflect a lot on my life and, and who I want to be a lot more. And I feel like after the experience, I was, I was, I was a lot more whole. Um, and, yeah, like, so I, I did kind of, you know, normal stuff as you do. Um, as one does. As one does during the day. But um, I did missionary work, and uh, I went and visited um, some of them because some of the people I did missionary work on, because they were still 
involved in the organization that I did missionary work with. And I was actually filling out some, uh, I had to bring over some paperwork to, for volunteering with them. Um, yeah. More very in- incredibly part-time, like minuscule part-time. Um, but we're, t- we're talking half of a half of an hour apart. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's more like four hours every two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, something like 30 that. cents an hour. If we, if we break it into a 40 hour week. <laughs> yeah. Um, like very little, but like still re- requires some paperwork cause it's like working with youth. So yeah, there's sure there's a lot of paperwork there. Um, I'm just like, while well, I'm there, I might as well go talk to him, see what's up. Um, and that was like really cool to be like, okay. And that, that reminds me of like how I was when I was doing missionary work and, and the person I, and like, even like the person I wanted to be while I was doing missionary work and, uh, who I was before I did missionary work and, and like that kind of thing and kind of realizing kind of what my vision was then and kind of being able to blend that into what it is now. Um, and then I, uh, grabbed lunch with one of my coworkers from Vivint, um, doing, um, like sales door to door, um, selling smart home equipment systems, which is the lame, kind of a lame way to say it. it's a Vivint system. Like I, it's just, it's just really cool and I, it's very unique and I'd have to spend you know, at least 10 minutes talking about it in a presentation form. Um, <laughs> yep. So if you uh, don't want to listen to that, you can skip ahead 10 minutes. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, no. It's, uh, we're not going to do that right now. We might in the future. I don't know. <laughs> future episode, right? <laughs> um, it's actually really cool. You should get one. But anyways. Yeah. yeah it, it is it is really dope. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, email somebody at email uh, adamtuft at vivant.com. <laughs> Yeah, actually, <laughs> if you want one. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, and then... We'll throw a link down in the description. <laughs> yeah. Um, eh, probably not. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, and that was like, okay, what are my... And that was like more of my like current goals. I'm like, what are my goals now? And what are my goals in the future kind of thing? And then right. also being like... Also, it was really interesting because this uh, particular coworker is also from Minnesota. Um, Shout out. Like I am. Yeah. Shout out Ollie. Um, and Minnesota. Yeah. And Minnesota. Um, so anyway, while we were talking, I'm like, wait, is this, is this the first time we've like actually like done anything like in the state of Minnesota? Because generally when we are working for like the summer or whatnot, doing in the, in the primary season of, you know, knocking on doors the summer, we were in Chicago. Nice. I've seen him in, in Texas and in Kansas city as well. Um, but it's like, it's kind of funny that it's like, this is the first time like doing something in Minnesota, the place that we were both from. (laughs) Um, so that was just like almost made it like a little bit more real and like connected things more. Cause you ever like hang out with a group of friends and then another group of friends, but you like never see them like, interacting with each other and then all of a sudden you go to the thing and they're both there at the same time and then there's like but and then you realize you act slightly different around each of those <laughs> friends and then it's like a colliding of worlds oh dude yeah yeah so there's like a little <laughs> bit of that where it's like but but like the colliding of worlds is more like in myself of like mm. who do i want to be um and what kind of person i want to be and i think it made me feel more whole i remember mm. like uh, like I had a lot of stress like earlier in the week 
uh, before that and be like, oh, I don't feel, really feel very satisfied and made it harder to like sleep at night or even like want to go to bed because I feel like I wasn't as satisfied in the day. But after that, it's like, I feel like I've, you know, talked to everyone and figured more stuff out and am more satisfied in my day because I feel like I know who I am and I'm being who I want to be more. I love that. Yeah. What, what aspects of like, I don't know, like what, what wasn't feeling like yourself or who you kind of wanted to be before? If you, if you, if you had words to put it. I think it's because I was very focused in on just the aspects of my life that I wasn't doing as well in and giving them way too much time of day and then like making the things I'm bad at almost my identity. Um, where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, there's things that I've done really well in the past. What ways that I've succeeded people that I've impacted, um, lives that I've changed really, which is like, for me is like, okay, have I really changed lives? But it's like, I can actually kind of legitimately say that. And now that I'm saying that to myself, like right now, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I'm I have it. changed lives. John has changed lives. I'm sure most people listening to this has changed someone else's life in some kind of way. Maybe it's a small way. Maybe it's a big way. Maybe, but if you've changed a lot of people's lives in a little way, that's kind of similar to changing one person's life in a big way. It's like the same amount of change, you know, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's just, I'm I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of uh, spitting the breeze there a little bit with that, that analogy. I don't know if you could say like, uh, we could go into a whole, whole thing about that but really I think when it comes down to like remembering hey I've done good things I've impacted people I've done things I've I've like been good and have done good things and then in when you're in a position where you're like focusing too much on the things that you're doing incorrectly or poorly or things that you need to work on it can just kind of take the life out of you um and you do have to focus yeah. on the stuff that you're like doing poorly and, and doing wrong every now and then so you can actually like correct those things. But if you don't have like any, but at a certain point, like your mo- it wears down on your motivation to the point where you don't have any motivation anymore because all there is is the things that you're doing poorly because that's the only thing that you've been focusing on. Um, and I think sometimes like what I experienced was other people telling me that I was good. Um, so sometimes you need somebody outside of you to kind of tell you that you were good. Also, the same day, I also had dinner with my my parents and a little bit of my family too, which was kind of tied the bow up a lot because it was like my childhood, uh, doing ministry, my current job, um, my current work. Um, so it was really like big, impactful things in my life all in the same day um, of like big impactful times in my life all in the same day. And that, that was just something that was like really hitting me of, of being, wow, like who do I want to be? And, and also like sometimes in those different parts of my life, I didn't necessarily think about the other ones. Um, and now, and like in that day, it helped me like blend them more. So, and then I, I think that's what made me feel a lot more whole at the end of the day. 
Um, you can say that I have gone and done ministry. I have gone and done door to door sales and mm-hmm. you know put out for for a summer working hard. Yeah. And you can be with your family and, and you can start to visualize these worlds connecting yeah. and them and the common denominator being Adam. Yeah. Not different atoms. Yeah. But you progressing and growing mm-hmm. in different seasons of your life. Yeah. So it's almost like there's different versions of me in my head. And then because of that, I can kind of combine them a little bit. And so it makes my, my identity and who who Adam is more clear to me. Right. And I, like, so then I'm not living in multiple worlds. And I think that makes my life a lot less confusing, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, and I think that's like relating to to the, the, the book that we were talking about in the earlier episode is that is, I think, kind of a similar thing that might have happened to, uh, what was his name again? Og. Og. I want, Og, Og Mandino. I almost said Og, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, He's an ogre. Um, but Og, yeah. So that yeah. might have been something that happened to him where it's like maybe he didn't have a really cool interaction with his family and something that he was like looking forward to in work or like doing with a work person, like going golfing in the same day. And that's kind of, something that really hit him, you know? Um, I don't know, like, have you had any experiences like this, John, or is (laughs) weirdly unique? I I feel like it's not. You know, like, but this happened to me even this last week where I'm making some phone calls in my business, reaching out to, you know, different prospects. And a lot of these people I'm starting with are, are already people I know, you know, friends or family and uh, people in my contacts list on my phone and just reaching out to them and, looking to looking to do some business with them and see if there's any way I can serve or help them, you know, with what I'm with the products and that I'm offering and whatnot. And, you know, I kind of have the experience of one of my one of my business mentors and a friend of mine. Uh, and he was basically he, we were doing some calls together and he says, Yeah, just like, just be yourself. It's like, you know, we're really we're not really trying to do like a typical kind of salesperson type of a thing, you know? And so I think for me, it was like, okay, I've done some sales stuff like Adam and, and to kind of like, let's lose the, the tonality of a salesperson. Let's lose like the pitch sound and even just like the pitch itself. And let's just say like, Hey, are you interested or even open to this sort of a thing or not keeping it real simple, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, let's communicate, let's try to, figure that out and communicate that while just being John. Yeah. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, like this, this person, I see myself over here with a salesperson and then John and a friend to these people that I'm reaching to be like blending them and just kind of like, not exactly, you know, yeah, that's something that I kind of experienced this week that I've been chewing on of like, okay, so finding ways to just be genuinely me. That's really cool. And seeing my worlds kind of blend and being like, you know, this isn't about certain, it isn't about like a certain, I was actually thinking about this in the car today. Let's see if I can remember it. It isn't about the words you say when you're selling. It's about the feeling that you convey when the person is listening to you. 
and how they feel. Mm -hmm. And granted, the words you say really help and kind of shift how someone feels. So the words do matter. But if you just make it about the words and about the script, you're missing the point. And obviously that's a little vague. So really what I mean is, you know, some words might kind of trigger somebody. If I'm talking on the phone, I'm, you know, I'm saying like, hey, like, I really want you to do business. This is going to be good for you. This and that and that and that. And it's like, and sometimes they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. If I'm just like, hey, like, are you even looking to do have any business, business opportunities? And I, and I be myself and I, and I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? Like, oh, oh, wow. I, I, I heard you moved over here to Kansas City. And like, you know, just, just like being myself and being connecting with them and keeping my tonality and just being kind of being John, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm getting at there is, is that's something I've kind of been chewing on is like, wow, like, the words that I, I could say all these lofty words, uh, and that might just give them the wrong idea of what I'm trying to really communicate. But the, uh, the words can aid in the feeling that I'm conveying. And, but it's not the words first. Yeah. Like the more I learn about the sales. The way I say it. Yeah. The more I learn about sales is the, the more you're, you are yourself when you're doing sales, the better of a salesman you are. Like the people who are really good, you can't tell when they're just talking and when they're pitching. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're like, they're that good. Like you, you realize like they're pitching by the words that they're saying, but like yeah. they just kind of like scoot into it and like their tonality, even like how they hold themselves, their speed, it like, it all seems the same. So you're like, or you're like listening to them and they're like, oh wait, they're pitching now. I just realized that it, they're already a little bit into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, that's what I, I realized the more I, I do sales and learn about sales is like. When you are selling, you should be yourself because one, that's the best person you're, the person that you're best at being and the best, and the best way that you can convey emotion, which sales in a lot of ways is just transferring how you feel about a certain thing to the person that you're talking to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it very much is like if the shoe fits, wear it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what's really cool is I want to break the misconceptions of like, that all salespeople are really just trying to get you to buy. Cause it's like, we want you to buy, but only if, if it's a good fit. Yeah. And so a lot of the conversation is trying for us to understand, is this a good fit? Mm -hmm. And if it is, we want to be like, here's why we think it's a good fit. And for them to be like, oh yeah, this actually is a great fit. And it's, and it serves me and it helps me. If you're a good salesman anyway. If you're a good salesman, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of the goal. Mm -hmm. But if it's not a good fit, we're just like, okay, see ya. Yeah. You know, like we're, it's, we can't do the impossible. Yeah. But also like nobody wants to strong arm any, anybody into something that, they, that isn't going to benefit them. Yeah. Um, at any rate, it's, you know, kind of reflecting back on Ogmandino and just, I think there's an element of him realizing who he wants to be and you know, as you were kind of talking about, your world's colliding a little bit. And I wonder, I wonder what that was like for him being at home. And all of a sudden, he's interacting with his kids in kind of a new light. Because he's, he's not like this 
big guru working in this company. Yeah. They're also complimenting him for being a really good dad. And maybe that hits him because somewhere deep down inside, he's like, maybe I'm not a great dad. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, wait a minute. He's like, wait, I've been missing being a dad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I don't yeah. figure this out quick, they're going to realize that I'm actually not a great dad and they've yeah. just been kids this whole time, you know? Yeah. Wow. You know, but ultimately, like, what you know, in the story of from the last episode where the two kids are handing uh, the main character, Og, um, this these two notes on Father's Day that say, you're the greatest dad ever. And uh, he's about to go out golfing with his buddies. And, and anyways, it hits him really hard. And he's into that story. It's like, you know, whoa. Like these kids are basically saying like, we love you so much. And being with you and having you as a dad is like, mean, it, it, just, it makes them like get so excited yeah. and light up, you know? Yeah. And so for him to want to lean into that, you know, it's like, I haven't been the greatest dad. And actually I want to lean into this more. Mm-hmm. And, you know because of how awesome it is to, to be a role model. You know, you know there's, there's an element of, mm-hmm. of being a man that's, I don't know, like, as I read that story, Adam, I, I very much felt myself as the kid, actually, being like, whoa. I think I, it's... Like, thinking of the people I look, thinking of my own dad, thinking of people yeah. I look up to as mentors, uh, as older brothers, kind of, even, and people that have, you could say, have, in a sense, fathered me in the yeah. in different parts of my life and just being, like, so grateful and, like, and then I could feel myself on the flip side being the dad of being, like, whoa, there is somebody out there that's like this with me or could be, like, in the future, I'm going to have kids like this and this yeah. is how they're going to feel about me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, does that not make you just, like, melt? Like, oh, I want to be the best person dude, I could possibly be like, for this pro, for this bro. part of, for the child that I just described. That's me. It's like, I'm a little, mel- I'm a little melty right now. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> oh, the old, uh, that's, that's, uh, the, the old, uh, feeling the tear behind the eye kind of thing. It's like, whoa, like, it, like, cause I think also you bring up like feeling as the child, because I think that's wh- how we've experienced it. Cause we, we're not dads. Yeah. Um, yeah. so like. I like, I definitely remember like there's a couple of times when I was younger, when my dad came home a little bit later than usual, I was like, where's dad at? Like he should be home by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, we, and then when he did get home, get, just getting really excited. Mm. Um, cause dad was home and then he, he probably threw me on the couch or something over and over again because it was, I was flying through the air. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that definitely could have happened. <laughs> um, I'll just kinda, yeah. but, it's uh, play. some rough housing. Yeah, some uh, some roughhousing in in the the most amazing way possible. Dude. Um, and just thinking about that and be like, wow, like now being you know a twenty four year old man, or at least a person trying to be the most manly man he can be. Um, come on, son. Thinking back to my childhood and be like, wow. Like, I, there's some crazy good memories from very simple, simple things that, Mm. like, I think I cherish in my mind because it's like, wow, I could just 
I could just know that I am like safe in my father's arms. You know, like when he's holding me, like I, nothing's going to, you know, touch me, you know, that's just like, like just thinking about me being like a child being held by my father is just like, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm holding back a, a tear here now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, wow, that's that's crazy. And to think about, it. I've I've actually had similar reflections, Adam. It's and it yeah, it's moving. It really is of, but also to be like, finish your thought. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of thinking and shifting that to be like, there is something. That even that that a boy re- recognizes, right? We we talked about this in, in I think episode one, where the kid, the the boy, little boy for his birthday wants you know, two shooter pistols, and he wants to be he wants to know that he's armed and dangerous and killing bad guys. Like, oh yeah, he's not playing with dollhouses. Like, and so for to be able to see certain qualities of that dangerous man in in his father in his dad, and just like latching onto that like he's a hero in a cape. Yeah. Because yeah, the dad is strong and he can wrestle and he, and like when he's around him, he does feel safe, you know, and when he's out in public and things happen, his dad is like emotionally mature mm-hmm. and like, and just strong interacting with people and being like, you know, yeah. you know, look out for him. And, you know, if things get awkward or tense, like he can mm-hmm. step in and help, help the son, you know? And, and so like, there is a lot of evidence to a kid that his dad is is very yeah. strong and very capable. Like, even think about, like, when you were a kid, how strong your dad felt to you. Oh, my gosh, dude. He, he like, he felt, like, invincibly strong. Dude, I, like, <laughs> I'd wrestle with all I had, and he would just not even be trying, it felt like, and he could just pin me, you know? It's yeah, like, but it's because, of, like, we're children. But, right. And, and we know scale, and we, size and we scale know, there. And we know, yeah, because he's, like, four times the size we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, just, like, thinking about that, of being, like, wow, like, that that's what it, like, means. And, and then also, like, potentially in the future, I can be that for somebody, for, yeah. like, a child, for my child. It's like, what? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Like, I have to take a second to process that. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh. Probably a lot more than a second. Probably like a couple of years. <laughs> Dude, yeah, for real. Like, I'm I'm really excited. To, you know, it's interesting. I'm really excited to have a family of my own one day. And you know, if you could if you could pin one thing of like, why do you want to have a family? Literally, the first thing I could tell you is like, like I'm sure girls are great, but I just I have a bunch of great nieces, but like I have a lot of sisters. Yeah. But like, we know girls I, are great. We, we I know. Just, <laughs> like I know guys that have. Like mostly girls, you know, mm-hmm. their their kids are girls, and they're and they're great, yeah. and it's amazing and beautiful. Yeah. But like, I just really want to have sons, you know, yeah. and I and I, and I want to be able to do exactly what we're talking about and take them camping and stuff like that, and just like, like teach them how to be a man, you know, like that, yeah. that that if anything gets me, um, you know, my 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 tear ducts going a little bit. It's yeah. like it's like it's thinking about like teaching a, a a little boy and and, and encouraging him in like dreaming and be. And growing into being a strong, capable man, and you know, maybe it's because I connect so yeah. much. Because that's been my journey the last few years, and yeah. it's it's very much real to me. And and uh, and, but and even when like 
awesome. That, that boy is like a little version of you. That's that's what it's like. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I bet I'm going to like live a whole lifetime and then I'm going to get married and have kids and I'm be like, whoa, it's like I was born again. and <laughs> like going through my childhood <laughs> like, all over again. Why does this child look just like I do? <laughs> <laughs> unless I get like, unless I get married to someone who's Asian or Hispanic, then I'll be like. Wow, it's a little so, someone who, someone who's not Caucasian. Yes, right. <laughs> it's like yeah. that. Then they'll look a little different. <laughs> little, little Asian Johns running around. That'd be no. just be funny, man. That'd be mm-hmm. cute, though. That'd be that'd be that'd be cute. Yeah. Um. So uh, Asian ladies, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> not no. not quite the type. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. But I think there's there's a lot of elements here that we're getting at that I. You know, these are things Adam and I are always processing. I'm not talking about Asian uh, girls, but I'm talking about us, you know, maturing into be, being, becoming the king of our house, becoming, becoming husbands yeah. and fathers. And, and for those that are already there, um, you know, man, I'd love to, I'd love to pick your brain about that, but I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're coming into a bunch of new themes of, of what it means to be a man in your own, in your own right, realizing that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we'll just wrap on that note, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, what we just said, I feel like I think, think of process for like years. So, uh, everyone listening to this can go back and re-listen to this episode again. Um, cause that, that's the, what we would be doing. <laughs> I need to listen to the bomb we just dropped and then rethink my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to re-listen to this a couple of times, <laughs> but you know, I do want to kind of tie last episode to this episode real, real, real quick. Just saying that like, you know, what is this whole thing with, you know, the freedom of choice and, and wanting to lean into, I think there's a lot of purpose in saying that like we are born to become fathers, you know, and every man is, is destined to become a father in some way, uh, you know, to some degree. And in that I see people that, you know, everything they do is about being a father. And I see some people, all they do is about, you know, running business and, and being a career. And I, I honestly think that, you know, in my single opinion, uh, just, just following some of the, the entrepreneurs that I know that are family men like Grant Cardone and, and, and those kind of, and some of the other people in that, in that, in that space, seeing them just being champions of the time they get to spend with their family that, that their business has allowed them to have with their family and the flexibility yeah. on their terms and them like being super successful in a monetary sense. But, but every choice they've made, they've been able to wrap their family into the lifestyle that they've get they've gotten from it. Yeah. And so, you know, I do want to kind of pose the question of, of reflecting of like, you know, I think there's a lot of importance there and I, I don't think you need to be, I think there's this idea of like, Oh, I need to, find a way to always be home. It's like, well, not necessarily, but like, mm-hmm. but are you spending more time with your boss than you are your wife? Are you spending more time than your kids? And it, it's not like, oh, I should be, maybe I should be spending more time with my wife and kids than my boss. But um, I think most people are going to be spending a lot of their time working. Yeah. But I do want to, I do think it think gets us thinking. Yeah. Like what really matters and how can I reprioritize my life? And so when, while we're at visionary, when we're making vision for ourselves, I think we want to factor in the people we love and the people we're going to be responsible for as mm-hmm. fathers. And, 
And um, so at any rate, I don't have any, I don't have all the answers wrapped up in a bow, but I do have, you should reflect on this stuff. And I think it's important to reflect on this stuff as a man. And I think me and John will continue to reflect on these stuff. Yeah, for at least a couple more years. Mm-hmm. So Might have some more podcasts coming down the line on this topic. And on that note, every Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can hear those if you subscribe or if you just click on our podcast link. And uh, if you found this valuable, just share it out with a friend. We want to help more men become dangerous. You've been listening to the Dangerous Man Podcast. Join us next time on the show. Until then, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.